Hey, this is John Reap from the Country-ish Podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. No sports? No problem. My bookie offers the latest and most popular sport game titles and state-of-the-art software. No need to leave the comfort of your home. It's all at your fingertips. Featuring a truly flawless live casino, complete with professional dealers, as well as a large selection of classic and progressive slots games, plus the greatest selection of video poker variants. They really do offer something for everyone. Take advantage of their daily promotions for the casino, which includes bonuses, cash backs, raffles, free chips, and free spins for you to increase your chances of winning every single day. Also, you can put your skills to the test in their latest free blackjack and slots tournaments, which includes a free 10K prize pool blackjack tournament. Stuck at home? Don't even sweat it. They got you covered. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code ATCCASINO for a 150% bonus on your first deposit. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. Sub Full Podcast with Felipe Sparza and Little Miklo in the house. We're here. What's up? What's up, fool? Get closer, my boy. So we're just going to do this podcast. Uh, Rodrigo's late. He's late. He's late. He didn't know the podcast. Can you believe that? He doesn't? No. He didn't know us today. He didn't know. Wait, he's not coming or he's just late? Oh, okay. So what's up, fool? El Chapo escaped. You know who El Chapo is? Yeah, that Mexican drug lord guy. Wow, you even know. You're 11, huh? So you follow him on YouTube? Um, no. You think Donald Trump is scared right now? Probably. Probably, huh? So what's up, man? What video games are you playing right now? Mostly Black Ops 2 and my friends. Black Ops 2? Are yeah. You I thought, you, did you finish Black Ops 2 already? Uh, I beat the campaign, so now I'm playing online in zombies mode. What other games do you play? Uh, GTA 5, GTA 4, um, Prototype, uh, Fallout, um, Red Dead Redemption, you know that Left G- 4 Dead. That GTA 4 or 5 you playing, um... One of the ladies from Orange is the New Black, she's the voice of one of them, Rosa. There's an old, bald lady who died from cancer, and, and she plays the voice of one of the drug dealers. Is there a drug dealer in that game with a woman? I think so. Yeah, the voice of her is Rosa, Miss, Miss Rosa from Orange is the New Black. How do you like that? Um, so what what, what, show, really are you, what show are you watching right now? Um, Regular show. Yeah, that's one of the regular show. Um, uh, also, I watch Comedy Bang Bang, and I listen to the podcast, too. What's Comedy Bang Bang? 
Uh, it's hosted by a person called um, Scott Ackerman. Oh, that show sucks. <laughs> oh, that show with Reggie Watts with a big afro. Yeah, but then he uh, he left the show, and uh, now it's this new guy. People say that look at the Mexican Reggie. What's up, fool? They got a rapper. Who's the new guy? Um, it's like King something. King Kings of Leon. No, I don't watch the newer shows. Oh, Kid Cudi. Yeah. Kid yeah, Cudi. I know King Cudi. Yeah. Cudi's yeah. So that's your favorite shows to watch right now. So you're getting ready for the school. Yeah. How the summer? Couple, how the summer vacation going? Good. Good. Um, mostly naps and playing video games and playing with my hamster too. Um. You know, when you get older, life is a summer camp. So that's all the things you want to do. You want to play with your hamster. You want to take naps. And you want to eat all day. Is that yeah, what but you also do? have a job when you yeah. grow up, so it's kind of... You have a job, oh. too. You got to clean the hamster cage. Yeah, that's the worst job ever. That one, I, I would rather clean the hamster cages than feed the dog and pick up their boop. Their poop. <laughs> their boop. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, you got any bunion stories for me? Ew! No. No, no, no. Uh-huh, What's your f- so I remember remember when you were like five years old and we were watching Family Guy. Very inappropriate, huh? Oh, uh, back when I was like five, yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite um, Family Guy episode? So many. Ooh, I don't know. Mine is like kind of when one. um when um when 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 um Chris gets kicked out of school and they have to go live in the south. And oh, yeah. and uh, Peter Griffin and they they jump inside the car like um, like Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, and they and, drive out of that. Yeah, and, and and uh, Peter he raises the window so Brian can jump in and he 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 hits himself. Yeah, he hits himself. <laughs> and he hits his face on the window. <laughs> also, also like with Peter Griffin, he goes back to the memory. That reminds me of the time when I had those horse legs. Oh yeah, and then Peter and Brian sneaks up on him, and Peter kicks the shit out of him in the face, and Peter says, "Don't sneak up on me; it scares me." <laughs> um, I also had something in mind. I was gonna say the when, the, when Peter talking to the mirror, who hit you? That guy? <laughs> yeah, and he punches himself. Yeah. Um, wait, which one was it? Decoy. <laughs> yeah, it was zapping. Decoy. Decoy. Oh, the girl when Peter uh, he he wears those um. Those soft cotton pajamas, and he's making that shock noise like, yeah, decoy, decoy, decoy. Um, can I, can I touch you for a minute? Yes. <laughs> so what? So you have a girlfriend? Um, I had one, then we broke up, and now I have a new one. What'd you have break up? What? How come you have broke up? She like uh, someone else? Yeah. Dumb bitch. So go on. <laughs> <laughs> she don't know here. She's hanging out with class right here. Eleven year old kid, five foot, five feet tall, ninety five pounds, blue eyes, blonde hair. You're a, you're a prize package, man. What is wrong with her? What uh, when you broke up for the summer, or she likes someone else? She likes someone else. Yeah, did she tell you I like someone else? I'm gonna move on, or she just started dating the guy without telling you? She started dating the other guy without telling me. God damn it, man. That's the way life is. So she started dating that guy without telling you? Yes. Was that guy your best friend? Uh, he was one of my friends. His name is Zod. Zod, huh? She went with Zod from Superman uh. 2. <laughs> K- 
Sergeant Zod. Zod. So, oh, this girl, she started liking her. Then you started liking her friend, right? Yeah, Maddie. <laughs> so, she went, your girlfriend went for your friend, and then you said, you know what? I'm going to go with my girlfriend's friend. Get back at her. Um. Or that Maggie already liked you. Maddie. Maddie. Do you, uh, do, so, Maddie's your yeah. girlfriend now? Yeah, she she kind of liked me. She kind of liked you. Did you kiss her? Yeah. Punch her in the gut? Tell her you love her? Why would I do that? That's what you're, you're talking about. You got, you got, girls like that. When you first kiss them, and then they're all happy, and then you punch them in the gut. It's like, it's for, it's like, it's like you know, I love you, but I'm going to keep an eye on you. Wait, if you punch them in the gut right after you kiss them, doesn't that mean, like, they're going to be really mad at you or something? No, it don't mean they'll never forget that kiss again. But the only thing they will remember is being punched in the gut by their boyfriend. Yeah, but they remember that kiss. Oh. It's like if somebody owes you money, and then when you, remember when you ask somebody, you got my five bucks, and they don't got your five bucks? I don't, I don't remember you me, owing me five bucks. Remember the Three Stooges? Yeah. Larry, Moe, and Curly? Yeah. Larry used to always borrow money from Moe and not pay back. And then one day Moe loaned him $20, and when he gave him the $20, Moe started peeing on Larry's leg. And then Larry said, why are you peeing on my leg? Because next time I ask you for those $25 and you don't remember when, you'll know because I peed on your leg. Uh-huh. Um. There was one episode of the Three Stooges. Speaking of that, um, well, um, after Curly, the guy, the bald guy, big guy, um, after I had a stroke, <laughs> yeah, wise guy, wise guy. Um, after he had a stroke, <laughs> shut up, Curly. No. After he had a stroke, um, they brought on this new guy in the show, and his name was Shemp. Shemp is short for hemp. <laughs> <laughs> Make Shemp legal. You don't like Shemp? Uh, I didn't really like him. He wasn't as funny as Curly. Shemp was more paranoid, huh? Yeah. He was really thin, and he looked exactly like Mo. I think he was Mo's cousin or something. That's Mo's brother. brother. Yeah, Mo is Mo Howard, Curly Howard, and Shemp Howard. Oh. They were all Jewish brothers. Plus, they have later on after um, Shemp died, another another fat guy came in. His name was Joe. Uh, Joe. Joe, but he was in the Three Stooges. Larry, Moe, and Joe. Yeah, Larry, Moe, and Jack. Wow. So when you start school? Um, about thirty, forty days. Wow, you're ex- you're excited. Yeah, but I'm going to a new school with none of my friends there, so I'm going to have to make a whole different new friends. And, uh, yeah. That's what you do, man. When you show up to that school, just walk around giving everybody free candy. And the ones that come back and ask you for more, those people are the ones that are not going to be your friend. Oh, my God. Um, In my summer camp last year before I went there, there was this one girl, and she was, um, her name was Lily, and, uh, she was, like, she always used to, at the end of the day, or, um, she always used to give people toys and candy and stuff, and be like, 
here, have this. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, like, they'll make friends from giving them toys and, like, having a conversation and becoming friends. And at the end of the day, she'll just go up to them, um, may I have my toy back, please? And she'd get it back, and then she'd still talk to them, and somehow they'd still remain friends, like, taking something from them that they just gave. Regifting to the same person. So that per- she would give people toys in the beginning of the day and at the end of the day? Yeah, like away? candy, toys, stickers, stuff like that, and then ask for them back at the end of the day. How would you ask for a candy bag? I'll be like, well, you want this candy bag, you got to follow me to I poop. <laughs> <laughs> so how, su- how summer school this one? You have a summer school at Griffith Park with no, the homeless? summer school, summer camp. Summer camp? What was that? Uh, so you were there one time when the cops showed up at the at your summer camp. Yeah, there was one crazy lady there who was like homeless, and it's a long story though. Oh yeah. But, yeah. She was crazy then, huh? Yeah. How crazy? Um, like the police murder innocent homeless. <laughs> she yelled that out, like out of nowhere in the middle of nothing, just crazy. Like that? Yeah. Did they arrest her? Um, I don't really know what happened to them. We left while the thing was still going on. The next day they weren't there. So the, it was well, because they were camping, and you can't camp at Griffith Park. They were doing it for like three days in a hidden area, and then they found them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So they were camping? Yeah, they were camping, Um, and you can't camp at Griffith Park, so. Why not? Um, I don't really know. I think it's like the law or something. They're not camping. They were hiking for a long time. <laughs> what's up, fool? Say what's up, fool. What's up, fool? Well, oh, thank you, boy. Miklo, for helping us out right here today. You want to hang out? You going to go play games? Or what you want to do? Um. Well, do you guys want me? It's up to you. Like they, you? Yeah, stay here. Okay, okay. What's up, fool? Thank you, Brian Babylon. Yes. I know you're hard working. Have not stopped working since he left Chicago. Four weeks of just pure D work. Yeah. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. So we got we got Brian Babylon here, people from Chicago. Yep. A very fun comic. Real nice dude. My I did man. a radio show in Chicago. You we did. talked about comedy. Real talk. We had a good time on. Plus, we met at the comedy festival when you were at the comedy festival. What, what was that? What was that? When we were at the Me, You, and Jovia Gomez. Yes. We were at the Red Bar. I think. Oh, that was uh, the LOL lounge yeah. for, uh, for Just for Laughs. Yeah, and I take, yeah that, man. I, you know what? I was sitting back thinking on how, how I just know so many comics from coast to coast. And it's like, so like you're cool co-workers. It's like, it's like a high school that you never graduate from. Yeah. <laughs> you see people over and over. And, you I know, feel that way, too. Especially at times, too, when we're working with a bunch of co- new comics and they're all cool. Fresh and we're, we're tipping a show, then it's all over. It feels like the end of summer camp. Yeah, like, oh, you had a good time. You know who's going to make it. You know who's not. You know, keep like in you, touch, yeah, not really. Keep in touch, but not, maybe you're not really. You're a good person, but it's about comedy and who's funny. And uh, the last time I saw you, what, uh, three killer shows in Chi-Town with, uh, at Joe's on Weed Street. And I'm going to tell you the power that you have. You sold that Sunday show out. That was on a Sunday. Wasn't that, that was Mother's Day Sunday. Yeah, Mother's Day Sunday. <clears throat> that was Mother's Day Sunday, and we packed Joe's out. And it, was like, it felt like a Friday on a Sunday. And Joe said that he could have added a second show that day. But said, we, you're crazy. Enough, enough, enough. I know what I said. Enough. That's man. what I said. Why burn it out? Why? 
A lot, a, lot, a lot of promoters think that they, they could just do that. Like, I was the Ice House this week, sold out six shows. Uh-huh. And then the guys say, no, we could have added another week. Why? Wow. You could have added another week. I would well, not in no other week. No. No, my, you know, pe- yeah, pe- had, people need to want more. Yeah. And we we did that show with uh, my man Mikey O. Yeah. Who, who was, uh, I'm going to tell you this, the first person to ever pay me money was Mikey O. Ever. Ever in comedy. So I always give my, my career props to Mikey O. Kendall. And you know what the thing is? I thought his name was O. Kendall. I thought it was O. Kendall. Like, it's like, it's like a, like like a baseball like, player. Like a, like a, who is this, like, Latino Irish dude? Mikey O. <laughs> Kendall. And then it's like a Puerto Rican name. O- Okendo something. But I, th- I thought it was Okendo, Mikey Okendo. Come on down to Jewels and Wheat Street. Oh, yeah, like Okendo, K E N D E L. Yeah, that's what I thought like it Irish. was. I, that's what it was, but it wasn't. It was just, it was just a, it was a saucy Puerto Rican dude. <laughs> Mikey O. But that's my man. We had a good time, though. Yeah. That was a great time, man. How'd you get started in your comedy? Uh, I, w- I started late, man. I started, am I, I've been doing it. Like what? Up ten years now, so I started when I was thirty. Oh wow! You know, so I'm forty now, so I started when I was late. Had jobs, real life. You know, I never been married to kids, but I was working. And then they built a comedy club across the street from my house, Jokes and Notes, which is like the urban. I'm doing that air quotes thing. Jokes and Notes. Jokes, Jokes and Notes is the urban comedy club in the south side of Chicago. And I started there, and and you know the people I started with are all doing big things. The host of the open mic was Dion Cole. Uh, Lua Rail was there, you know, Vanessa Fraction, uh, T.J. Miller would pop in, Kumail, Hannibal. You know, that was my freshman class, the people that I came in with. And, you know, uh, and it's been, you got to compete, man. That was that was the thing. If people who weren't funny didn't make it. And people who were, you see what they're doing now. Yeah. Chicago's cranking it out. I got young comics that always like, they tell me, man, should I move to L.A.? If you ask, you shouldn't be moving now. You see, I just moved here. Four weeks ago, and I was not coming out because I'm a grown ass man. You know, I can't come out here like I want to be a star. Mm-mm. I'm a grown man. I need to have things set up. Set up exactly. Set up. <laughs> like these dudes, these young comics, just because they met me, they're gonna just go to LA and call me every day. No, you're gonna call me every day. No, you gotta have business. Man. You gotta have <laughs> something to do. You gotta have your stage time squared away. So uh, I know Ike. Yeah, you know, you know, know a yeah. few people. That doesn't mean anything. I know a few. Everybody knows a few people. So uh, I know a few people. You know a few people. I know you now, because you you got panache, young man. I, I was telling, I told this one guy. He goes, Sharmucho. He asked me, Sharmucho, LA or Sharmucho, New York, and I and I know him only like from working with him as an opener. And I said, Listen, man, uh huh, move to San Francisco. Baby steps. Baby steps. Move to San Francisco. Take over the take over the scene, and if you take over the scene there. You're gonna enough, have enough cloud that people in LA are gonna notice you. Yeah. Then you drive to LA for five hours, showcase, drive your ass back. Yep. Because if you live in LA, you're gonna end up working in the, in the Bay anyways. And getting quality stage time in yeah. front of people. And and that's it. Took me um, ten years to to. I'm not saying I ran Chicago, but I got enough clout in Chi Town. Had my own radio show. You know, had my I ran my own room. Uh, pretty much was at the Laugh Factory in Chicago every weekend. I mean, just do you got to do it, man. And then. My buddy Hannibal Burris got a TV show on Comedy Central. That's what's up. That's what's up. You know, when your peoples make it to that level, and, you know, they'll take the people who's ready. And um, he started the new show, and I was like, hey, man, I'm ready to quit this job radio show. So I quit my radio show on May 8th, recorded my album, and I moved out a month later. And we our second episode airs t- t- tonight. 
which is next week in podcast world. So it's already on on, on Comedy Central yeah, now. Yeah, July eighth was the first episode. And what, uh, what kind of show is it? It's sketch. It's a sketch show, and it's bits. You know, it's always you know like last week is different than this week. You know, so this week we added at Flying Lotus as our DJ. Uh, it was like a panel. Like Esau made the panel. Esau McGraw. I know Esau McGraw. Uh, Brad. Uh, Brad. Brad Williams. Brad Williams. He was on the panel, and the dude who uh, owned Pink Dog was on the panel. Just some crazy. Yeah, with the pink older guy, older white guy. Was yeah. pink dog. So it was fun, you know. So it's, it's, it's sketches. It's Hannibal doing like a lot of uh, bits. You know, a lot of people like his stand up. So it's him doing a lot of stand up. Yeah. And then these bits, sort of like, kind of like Amy Schumer with a more built out set, which is fun. And it's fun, man. I, I can't, I can't complain. We shoot it right across the street at Paramount. Is it shot on green screen? Mm, it's, a, it's a full set. Oh, it's a, full, it's a, set. It's a okay. full set. Yeah, live out stuff to the audience. A budget. Oh. Oh. oh, dude, this is real. We just came over here from. Uh, we're we're, uh, we're, run, we're doing a run through for a web series. Uh-huh. Now we have one room exactly like this with all green. Yeah. Yeah, they had a green screen on the corner. Yeah. So this, that's how you make you make a whole Star Wars movie like that. That's how <laughs> George, George Lucas can do it. You can do it. Oh, but they got money, man. I got I got, a, I got an office. Oh, what? With a creepy uh, producer casting couch in there. What, it looks like a Cosby sweater. Uh, but. The material looks like a copy. Isaac, where do I sign up, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, man, come on. You know you're going to get it. You're going to get it. Because we saw you on Eric Andre. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we saw you on Eric Andre. That's funny. I was just watching that like uh, a week ago. Oh, the cult. That show coming back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so after. after He's still going to be the co host, though, right? Me and my yeah. dad watched that episode. You were dressed up in the pink thingy. The... How many times have you been on there? Once. And you were standing, you were like on the thing. And you yeah, were... I was his co host. Co host, yeah. Co-host. Yeah. He popped in. Oh, there was Ryan Felipe. Oh, uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon's ex. Yeah. That dude. Yeah. Cruel he, intention. So dude. Ryan Felipe was there, and then they brought in another Felipe. Spelled yes. with an F. Yes. That was, yeah, that, he's shooting that at right after this. He's shooting that right after this. So you went to high school. You're a Chicago-based person, and you were born and raised in born Chicago? Born and raised in Chicago. I went to college in Atlanta for five years. And then came back and was working, worked at BET for a little bit. Working doing United. what? Uh, I was doing like a marketing, like affiliate marketing where you had to go sell actual BET station to places that didn't have BET. Because back in the old days, yeah. remember how it was like a whole bunch of small little cable companies? So I'll have to go like to rural Arkansas and they're like, hey. High Adelphia cable? Yeah. Oh, no. It, it was like some rando mom and pops cable. Like, Atlantic. Yeah. Like, no. Nah, like Jerry's cable. <laughs> <laughs> so cable was that open oh, back yeah, in the day? Oh man, I, I didn't talk, know that was open. Oh dude, before before it was just Time Warner or Comcast, every little each subdivision could have had a different cable provider. Like then it was the guy who just ran trailer parks, and it was a guy who just did hotels. You know that was the old days, and you would have to go to different towns, and then they were like they'll tell you nicely, well we just don't have the demographics for B. Mm. You're like okay, then you take it to TGI Fridays, write a report, and get the fuck. Get out of there. Get out of Arkansas. <laughs> it was the worst. But it was it was fun, man. I worked at United Airlines for a while. Uh I did I do video production. I did industrial videos for my career and then I worked at United doing that, like the seatbelt videos yeah. and then a lot of the on videos and I worked there during nine eleven, which was crazy. That day was nuts. You were United uh, United Airlines when it went down on nine eleven. I worked there on I remember I was going to work. I was like, hmm, this is going to be a weird day. And then it was. It was crazy. 
<laughs> it was crazy. And then, yeah, I did that f- until 2002, then chilled, and then kind of started warming up to do comedy, man. And then they opened that club, and I never looked back. What was it like to perform your first set? My first but set? Did you, ex- you ever already have experience performing on stage, or that was your first time on stage? Nah, I, yeah, a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't shy. You know, I wasn't yeah. shy, and I always been super silly. So I wasn't shy about it. But I remember going on jokes. I have that on. I have it on on YouTube. My first time going up at Jokes and Notes. That clip is on YouTube. And Dion Cole brought me up, and he was like, "All right, you know how Dion. All right, coming to the stage, Brian Babylon <laughs> from Babylon, Brian Babylon, Babylon Five. Ooh. So I came up, and uh, I told, <laughs> I told, who this, is this fool? Yeah." And I told some story because you know when you start you you don't you know you think you can tell a funny story, and you're not supposed to do that when you first start. Like, you ain't Bill Cosby, you ain't you know you know you're not a real comic to tell stories. So I kind of, but it was I kind of chopped it up where it had jokes in it, and then I got off, and then he was like, "Man, that was funny," blah blah blah. Then right after I got off, he was like, "Yo, man, keep doing it," and, and he would always always text me, call me, and push me to do comedy and stuff, man. And then. You know, everybody else, Lil Rail was up there, who's on Carmichael, Gerard, yeah. uh, Car- Carmichael's new show on NBC, was there killing it. Um, uh, T.J. Miller would, like, white dude would come to this black club and just go nuts, you know, and crush it and bounce. You know, Kumail yeah. would come up there and do his stuff. And uh, Jared Logan, a lot of, you know, a lot of people you see I met them. Kumail in 05. Yeah, when he, and you know what the thing is? He would come there because he was actually, like, it's cliche. He was like actually the, the computer dude at this charter school on the south side. So he would kind of just hang around on the south side, and then he would do my room at the Bronzeville Coffee House, and then wait and go to Jokes and Notes, and then he would go back home to the north side and, and do it. But yeah, man, that that whole that whole cl- classic cats, man. Like uh, I remember Pete Holmes kind of right before he left, you know, uh, and, and moved out here to L.A. Matt Bronger, you know. Matt Bronger from Chicago too. He he came through Chicago and then headed headed out to L.A. So you would kind of have all Kyle Kinane is from Chicago. You know the voice of Comedy Central. Next, oh, yeah. Comedy Central. Yeah. That dude is from actually from Chicago. Who? Kyle Kinane. Oh, you know with the with the beard. A black dude, right? No, a white dude. Kyle oh. Kinane. I'm gonna show my show to you. Oh, that fool! Nah, you don't know who that is? Because I'm thinking of the other. I'm thinking of that guy Kumar. Oh, so when you say Kumar, I'm thinking of Kamal. No, no, not W. Kamal Bell. Yeah, is from San Francisco. Yeah, that's the guy I was thinking about. When you Kumail, Kumail is the Pakistani dude. Oh, he was at the Red Bar drunk. <laughs> he has to go up before me, and I said, "Oh, okay." And then uh, he was fucking loaded on stage. Kyle, yeah, and then Kyle could name. You know Kyle with the. You look like a trucker with a beard. You're going to be like, oh, I swear to God, you know. And I'm spelling his name wrong because I'm illiterate. He's an Arab dude, right? No, he's he's very white. He's like blondish, reddish, strawberry blonde. Like, it looks like John Hawk. And he has a real thick beard. Thick beard. Find his picture for me because my internet is not working. Then you'll be like, oh, that dude. And then he cut his beard off and looked horrible, and he just grew it back. Oh, I know who that is. He looks, he looks like Bill, um, um, Brian Doyle Murray. Who is that? Bill Murray's brother from um, oh, that movie. No. Um, <laughs> um, Eddie Murphy? No, from that movie uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he doesn't look like that. No? All right, boom. Come on. 
Oh, he does look like him. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Is he funny? He does the voice for Comedy Central? Yeah, Kyle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was with Joe Diaz one time. Joe Diaz had this show here. Fuck that motherfucker. Talk about Kyle Doing Graham? a bit about fucking picking his fucking nose, fucking cocksucker. <laughs> That's he, did, he, he does do a, a booger bit. Yeah, and then Joe Diaz walked on his booger bit. He was fuck that fucking booger bit. Comedy Central pussies. Yeah, he... Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But see, Comedy Central love people like him, huh? They... they well, he's the voice of Comedy Central, I didn't man. know that. I thought it was that guy from um, Penn and Teller. No. He's not. Pen used to do the Pen Gillette. Mm-hmm. He used to be the next on Comedy Central. That used to be him. Kyle Kinane came and he's been the Get voice for down for Kyle Kinane, man. That's a good gig. Very I'm good like game. really worried because Rodrigo is going to sit right next to me and I have headphones on with all of our voice and he's going to laugh so hard in my ear. I, I love this kid. How do, when he shows up, we're going to lower the volume. We have a, Rodrigo Torres. He's um. The co-host, uh-huh. he had this big, loud laugh. Like we had, everyone hates it. They all say in the in the um, emails and stuff. They always say his laugh is too loud. <laughs> but that is Rodrigo, the co-host. His laugh is loud. Like, but he loves he, lo- comedy. he, he loves comedy. He, I know it, people like that. He does people the who, best impersonations of Joy Diaz. Everything. James Gandolfini. Who put rest in peace? Yeah. I got an impersonation. Ooh. But, I'm, but it's a bit I've been wanting to do. I'm scared of uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's last words. <gasps> you ready? Yeah. All right, just one more. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. I have no idea who that is. Dude, it's, I, I remember. Um, I, I, hold on, hold on. Audio man, what you think about that? That's great. Dude. <laughs> Brian, I remember working in San Diego, and there was this old comic. Mm-hmm. His name was, I don't know his last his name, but he, he was on crutches. He was kind of like handicapped, but he had crutches. He used crutches to walk. Old comic. He had the craziest, um, what's that? Remember that, that, dun, 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 that um, Eric Clapton joke? Yeah. He had an Eric Clapton joke, and, it, and, then, it was, and then he had one of his friends. This is my, my person, Eric Clapton. He turned his back. And he has one of his friends he got love from the audience. Eric, where's your son? And he turns around and has a long straw in his, in his a long straw in his in his nose. Ah, oh, I don't know. He's by the window. Like he was doing coke when, so when was, his kid fell out the window. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I was fucking. I died. No one else laughed, but only the comics <laughs> laughed. But it was crazy. He said, "Hey, Eric, how's your son?" And then he turns around and he has a, a long straw in his nose. Huh? What was that? That's edgy. <laughs> edgy. But I, I'm scared. I don't know. I'm, I haven't done that yet. But I'm trying to find the right crowd to do that. I'm a, when I do Meltdown, I'm going to do that. That's that's a Meltdown joke. And then we had, um last week, we had Lana Turner, and she had, like, a Helen Keller What's song. She just played the guitar. She's really going, <laughs> But you know what? A lot of those, a lot of those, because we got this thing where we, we, I look at, I find old pictures of people from olden times and send it to my friend, Molly, who's, you remember Molly, the girl who co-hosted my show in Chicago. So I find pictures of like dudes from the Civil War and uh, the 1800s, like, would you bang? We call it ghost banging. And it's like, if you find old hot dudes from like the olden times, like, oh, the mutton chops, oh. Like he might be dead when he's twenty nine, just of old age. Back that then. old wooden grill. Hmm. Yeah, it's like wooden grills, but you know, like 
He got like you know he's strong. You know what you bang somebody from you know in those olden pictures like Jesse James. You seen the picture of Jesse James? Yeah. He wasn't bad looking. He wasn't bad looking. He looked like Orlando Bloom. He did. <laughs> if well, at least six feet tall, right? He was six. He was a tall man, not healthy. <laughs> they didn't have no Obamacare back then. They had no care, man. They had to stand on the cross. Yeah, and you know what? I, I had this just joke uh, about that band Mumford and Sons. You know, like what kind of Mumford and Sons? You know, that's just black people kryptonite. A whole bunch of dudes with banjos. That's horrible. The worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Right? I said Mumford and Sons sounds like uh, a cough syrup from the Western times where it's just <laughs> corn syrup and cocaine. Mumford. <laughs> Mumford and Sons, right? You ever work Riddles? Oh, you know what? I worked the old Riddles in Chicago once. With that big Mexican dude that owned it, right? I don't, see, I, I, I never understood what was going on. Brand. His name was Brand. Okay, I, Brand. I, I remember Brand that. Flores, right? Or Brand something. Something Brad. Went out there yeah. the next time to Kitchen do a show. Work. All the furniture was outside. They got evicted or something. I, I had a, my last time I had a, I was booked there. He just called me up, man. We can have no show, man. Our kitchen is closed. Yeah, it was I said, always shady. And I told him, man. Well, they don't need to eat. All they could do is laugh. They could eat on the way out. You could fucking bring a taco truck, set it up outside. Yeah, go to Denny's. You know, bring a Denny's to go doggy bag and bring it in there. But it was always something shady. Then I moved it to uh, Blue Island. It's, an, it's back open. But I just can't do that. Can't, my, do the, can't do the riddles. My first time there, it was a big Latino show for three days. And I was like, I, I, I think about the comedian that did it. I said, well, you can't get those fools together again. Yeah. It was um, Alex Ortiz, <sighs> me, Joy Bia Gomez, yeah. Rick Gutierrez, Joey Coco Diaz, uh, Rodrigo Torres right here. Uh-huh. And then that one white guy from that does the Def Jams. Imaginary Rodrigo. Yeah, it was one of those Def Jam black, white comics. Gary. Gary. Oh, Gary no, another one. He wears hats. He's very kind of ghetto, more ghetto than Gary Owen. Oh, Ray Lepowski. Ray Lepowski. <laughs> yes, he Ray was hosting. You know what, man? I remember one time I was gonna fight Ray Lepowski. I could see it. I, was he being a diva? Man, I remember one time, dude. He tried to disrespect me. I was like, man, I don't know who you think you. I'm not that guy. I'm pretty, you know, I'm a pretty. Yeah. But if you take me to that point, it's a it's a Jason Bourne situation that I did not want to have happen. And Why then, would he take you there, though? Because he was just being a punk that day. I remember, if you hear this, Ray Lepowski, man, call, find me, dude, because my, <laughs> my perception of you is whack. And then I remember I remember Mary Lindsay, who the owner of Jokes and Notes, pulled me inside. She's like, baby, it ain't worth it. Like, I understand what's going on. It ain't worth it. He just liked that. And I'm like, all right, because... Mm-mm. I don't get that when people just do that excuse. He just like that. Fuck that. He ain't like that around me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's like, what? Who, I, you don't even know me. Like you don't even know me, dude. Like it. It was one of those things. It's like any any in my neighborhood. Like I know a lot of desperate people that will beat your ass for, for some diapers. Oh yeah, or just to say I hung out with Brian. Yeah, well I wasn't nobody back then. This is this was straight diaper payoff. Some of you have some diapers, man. Anyway, but yeah. Whatever, was some, I remember right. I remember, well, um, it's funny, like, when I meet Chicago, when I meet comedians from any town, whether they're from Baltimore or mm-hmm. D.C., and then I'm hanging out with these guys, but then they see, like, these other fools that came from D.C. or Maryland, but they're claiming D.C., but they, the real guy from D.C. and going, man, I'm a fucking from D.C. D.C. That's why I love Corey Holcomb. Yeah. 
Motherfucker, he said, he always, when he's on, oh, he was doing a podcast, he'd be like, nah. He's from the Burbs. From the Burbs. I'm from Chicago. Corey's real. You, uh, you ask somebody, they go, they never heard of that motherfucker. He's from Aurora. Aurora, Waukegan, Schaumburg. Schaumburg. Something bogus. Skokie. Something bogus. Uh, you know, I forgot to even say Corey, because, you know, Corey was another person I looked up to, but he was he was gone before I even, you know, way before I even started. He was in L.A. way before I even started. But I heard him on a podcast. real, real, that, real um, dude. Godfrey got him started. God, Godfrey, let me tell you something. Me and Godfrey are Nigerian pretty boys. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Me and Godfrey are, are, are Chicago Nigerian pretty boys. He's a real Nigerian. I just want to be. But that is my man. And that's another person. Bawuli. Who who was hardcore Chicago? Like he he will come up and and start saying some old school Chicago things. Like oh I forgot about that. Like he's a history machine of old school Chicago. Man. I love that. And because uh, he was he was out in L.A. I mean out in New York and L.A. even before I started. And then he was managed by this guy. Um, oh my God! It was he's something crazy. The guy who was managing him. Um, not Rob Stapleton is another cat. Who was managing Sandra Bullock at the same time? Like this black comedian was managing Sandra Bullock, and I was like, "Are you see- man? I gotta find his name." Ah, that's rude. That's now that was weed. But me not remembering right there is dope. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think you did that. Hard. There's Eric Andre from Chicago too, right? No, no, he's from Florida. Florida. He went Florida. to school in Chicago. No, no, no. Eric Andre. Mm-mm. He's. He never been from Chicago. He was in um he was from Florida and I think he moved out either to New York or LA, but he was from like somewhere either Daytona or Miami or something like that. But Eric is crazy, but he a cool dude. He's very cool. I I think I met him once at the Russell Simmons presents. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Hey, you look like my old drug dealer from New York." Yes, yeah, he went to New York. Did didn't you go to his birthday party? Yeah. In the desert? Yeah. It was weird. Dude. It was weird. And you know what? You I go was, I, I got it. I you got missed it. out on a, on a naked Eric Andre giving you a hug, bro. A wet, a wet. That's a the wet. worst thing ever. That's what happened. He jumped in the pool and then ran around naked giving everybody hugs and he he grabbed me. He and, he, and then like at the wedding, it's funny like at the wedding he gives me a big hug, uh-huh. like and then she's hugging me. He goes, "We made it, we made it." At the Cra- wedding, a crazy person. Yeah, oh, I got that okay. hug. Who else gave me a crazy hug like that? Oh. Uh, Big Tracy, Leslie, Leslie from exact, SNL. That sounds exactly oh, like her and I, we started in LA. We were broke as hell, and she, that's what I like when I meet comedians that made it and who remembered me. Mm-hmm. She gave me a big ass hug, and she, Leslie goes, "Man, we were broke as fuck, motherfucker. Broke. Remember, we were broke as fuck." That's like the real was, shit. She was yelling in front of the manager at the at the club, in front of the other manager, like she didn't straight up didn't give a hell that. You want everybody to know we were both broke and now we're not. If you celebrate, you're supposed to kick it like that. You're that's supposed to, right? You're supposed to. But uh, no, you know what I was saying, telling Eric, because we, what was that? What is today? Today is Wednesday. So uh, this was 13? Saturday. We were we did Comic Con over the weekend, and then Eric and Hannibal did a show Saturday night. So we were talking, and it was, it was crazy. First, Comic Con, first of all, is crazy. It is it's straight up insane. And we're talking about this show that I was watching, uh, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Yeah, I remember that. Great show. Didn't make it. I'm like, man. I was like, that was that girl with a, who OD'd on Breaking Bad. She didn't OD in real life. No. Okay. But no, the bee, yeah, that chick. 
funny, right? I was like, man, what happened in that show? Man, it's funny as hell. It got canceled. He said, man, people aren't watching. I was like, but people watch uh, Bang Theory? Big Bang Theory, you watch that show, Mike? Uh, I used to watch that with my dad. We still do, but Can I ask you a question? we used to watch that a lot. What's yeah? funny about that show? Is it is it funny to you? Um, yeah, some jokes. What jokes? Animal. Name one joke that was funny, because if it's funny, you remember the joke. I, I, yeah, I'm, honestly, man, I've watched that show. I've, I've, because I've, it's certain shows I just can't. I've never watched an episode of Friends in my life. Me I don't either. think that it's that funny, but it's a sitcom, and like almost everything they say, they have a huge laughs everywhere. Well, that, you can push a button. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but that show, that show was funny, and I was saying, why do people watch that show? He said, these people are watching it. But I found out the reason it was funny is the showrunner Nanashka Khan. Uh, she she's the one who runs fresh. She she does fresh off the boat, really? and uh, she she used to uh, exec producing right off American Dad too, which was. And she ever seen the hot tub episode of American Dad no. with CeeLo Green? Everybody on this podcast, your assignment for you this saw podcast. That, I think, American Dad with CeeLo yeah, Green. Yeah, You watch Amer- You see the hot tub episode where CeeLo Green was a hot tub. It's like the musical episode. Oh, he's the voice. Of the he's the voice of the hot tub. Hilarious. I'm I'm a comedy hater, not a hater, but you know yeah. when you get into the game, it's hard for you to laugh out loud because yeah. you, you you desensitize. I don't like musicals. I'm a grown man. I'm I a hate grown, musicals. I'm a grown black man. I don't like no musicals. I had people say, "Oh, I love Greece." Never seen it. Never. I don't like Greece. I hate black people to say they love Greece. I hate that, and I'm like I told you this, in my act. I don't like black people when they get caught up in Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, that white people had their own thing sometimes. I know, like sometimes I, I watch um, when I, when like when Roy Woods Jr. mentions it, I feel like text man, you know you don't like that show, Game of Thrones. You know you don't like. Well, I'm that saying show. about Roy Woods Jr. <laughs> <laughs> my man, but he that Cubs loving he does all that Game of Thrones stuff, selling tickets. <laughs> Roy, <laughs> but you know what? The reason he he but he explained it to me because I went hard on him. He said, "Man, le- leave me alone about that." The reason he liked the Cubs is he's from Birmingham, Alabama, and he used to watch Channel Channel Nine, which is a super station out of Chicago. WGN, WGN, and they would only play the Cubs, right? So he all he knew because they don't get no, they don't have nothing in Alabama. No, nah. so he'd be lucky to get the baseball big time Chicago baseball. So he just. Grew up on the Cubs, so like, and he told me he told me to me like in a sad like from Alabama, man. All we had was W. He said it's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> we had two channels back then. Yeah, we had two, we had double G and the Cubs. I'm like, all right, man. You said it like that. I let you slide. But that Game of Thrones stuff. I'm gonna tell you why I'm like Game of Thrones. Because I can't concentrate on five episodes to realize what it's about. No, I don't. I can't concentrate on this all the way they talk in this region and. I can't concentrate on the. What did it smell like? Oh yeah, they stunk, man. It's like I you can't. You guys can smell through the TV. No, I just can't. So I back just can't. in the days, there was no perfume. Like it was nothing. It's like okay, no one brushed their teeth, and you're in my face talking. Sheeps, that coat has to stink because it's off it's of hot. The, it's hot as hell. No AC. It's a bare skin that you probably haven't just laundered. You probably ripe your breath. Feet, cow manure. It's just the smells of that place. It's so, like, I can't concentrate on dragons. It stinks in here. 
And that's from my heart. I can't concentrate on that. I know, like, how, uh, now it makes me wonder, man, how did these poets write all that beautiful poetry in, in that shit town? See, but you know, most of those most of those poets lived up in the towers. Away from everything. Away from the Away from the smells and all that kind of stuff. Away from the smells and, like, Da Vinci. Leonardo Da Vinci lived up in a tower. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He wasn't concerned with that. When I took theater, I took the wrong theater class because I thought I was going to learn about acting. And, yeah. But I fucking took the wrong class in college, community college, East LA College. And then it being the history of theater. Horrible. Horrible. Bro. No, no, no practicing. Just listen to someone talk. It was That's horrible. Worst. That's the worst class. But I found out a lot of information that you were talking about. Like, I found out why those um, George Washington people, Mozart carried that little napkin right here. Oh. Because they were always sweating. Sweating. So they take it out and dust themselves. And they had makeup and they would cough blood a lot because their lungs was horrible. And they did a lot of cocaine back then. They had a lot of drug problems back then. Because, you know, cocaine was in everything. Everything back then. Like, it was actually in Coke. Did you know that, right? Yeah. It was actually in Coke. If you see old Coke bottles, like, you know, the best, purest cocaine. They would brag the purest cocaine. <laughs> How can you brag about that? You know what I'm saying? People try to do that now. They call them drug dealers. I know. Uh, I, I was watching. I, I follow this page called What the Fuck? Fun Facts. Yeah. And one of them was um, that heroin was invented to help people. Um, from bear. From bear. addiction from opium. Yeah. So you make heroin to help people with addiction to opium, but then people get addicted to heroin. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I just, I try to keep it to the weed. Yeah, me too. I try to keep it to the weed, man. I, uh, I got slipped, uh, I got Cosby'd. Cosby'd? Yep. Some, some, some young girls cosby me. They slipped an exo shot on me. It's the weekend. Yeah. This guy, the weekend, you heard of this guy? This is, it's this chubby Ethiopian from, uh, Canada who hangs out with Drake called The Weekend. The Weekend? You heard of this guy? No. Where are you at? What are you be doing? I don't know. I don't listen to Drake. See, well, this is pop culture. So he's from Toronto. He's 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 Ethiopian. He makes like this like hip hop ballads, and he talks about like kicking it in drug use. So when, we're after the show at Laugh Factory, we're hanging out. You know how it goes. You come back to my house for some drinks. All right, go back to these chicks' house, and they live literally three or four blocks from the Laugh Factory. We go up. They put on the weekend. They're like, hey, I'm out here. Do you want to do a shot? All right, cool. I'll do a shot. But they said, do you want to do it? I heard they said they do want to do a potion shot. And I hear the potion part. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I start rolling an adult cigarette for myself. We do the shot. But then automatically, like, 12 minutes later, like, ugh, I can use a bathroom. Like, gangland style. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm in there. And I'm sorry, this is number two. Then it got aggressive. I'm like, uh-uh, this feels like a Molly shit. You know what I'm saying? You know regular shit from a Molly shit. Yeah. Going to town. Then I started sweating. Sweating, sweating. Like, it was a puddle. It was like a puddle of sweat, you know, on the floor. So I got up, uh, rinsed off. And then I went outside. I'm like, hey, guys, what the fuck was that? And I'm like... Oh what we thought we thought we thought you knew because you heard we said you see you wanted an exo shot. Like, what the fuck is an exo shot? You know what exo shot is, bro? No. Good. It's 
ecstasy and oxycodone. What? Who wants to be white that people, high? White people, crazy. <laughs> but then and, and tequila. Damn. Like, what is the young people doing? Right, and these are these 20-somethings, these weekend kids. So if you're an older person and you have a 20-something adult or a teenager, check them out. They're doing these exo shots. It's not the weed anymore. Man, my day, it was just the dope. So you drank it. Oh, I, I, I drank it. I see that a lot on my friends' pages who are, not, some of them are, are like, they hang out with rappers or they know rappers. Yeah. They got this cough syrup. I don't see, no, I would know what the hell that that's is. That's not that is, right? No. That's different that, from that? That's syrup. That's yeah. like, that's codeine and great pop. This that's was like, like now. this was like, I, they just chopped up some pills, put it in a tequila shot, hang around, and then like, all right, I thought it was just tequila. It was in, oh my God. They give you that Jim Jones drink. Damn near. <laughs> Felt great. But then I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh my God. Then I started thinking about my mom. Like, oh, mom would be just disappointed in me. Oh my God, dude. That's what ruins every high I have. When I start thinking about my parents, oh, I'm all coked my out and yeah. I just want to punch somebody. If I see my mom, like, my mom asked me one time, I went through a bad, well, I was with a bad breakup, but I'm talking about my act. This last chick I, that, this is why I'm, I'm done with that. It's going to be me. This little chick I was dating, we broke up. And then my parents are divorced, but they still talk a lot. They gossip. These motherfuckers just gossip all the time, but they divorce. Yeah. So, <laughs> my mom comes to me. She says, Brian, your, your dad said that you're, you're depressed and sad. I'm like, what? Because my dad. Your was, dad put, put, uh, he, 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 <laughs> he snitched on me because we, li we live in a building in Chicago. So, he lives on the first floor. I live on the third floor. And we got tenants. So, you know, I see him time to time, you know, and then she said, your dad says hey, you're real sad. You just, you just, you just go and go to work and come home. And you, you sleep, you go do comedy. That's all you do. Like, well, that's, you know, it's my job. So are you sad? I'm like, nah, I ain't sad. I'm all right. So, well, Brian, just talk to me. Just talk to your mother. I'm like, ah, you don't hear what I got to say, ma. You know, it, it ain't that that. She was like, just try me. I was like, okay, I'm sad. Sometimes I get sad blowjobs in my sun porch and I look out the window and I just look at the traffic go by where I have random girls suck my dick for after comedy shows. It's just quiet. She's like, is that true, Brian? I'm like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Are you wearing condoms? I, that's your response? Am I getting the worst blowjob of all fucking time? Not. <laughs> that's your fucking response? <laughs> you don't know about my life. Are you drinking enough water? Are you drinking enough water, Brian? Are you hydrating? No. But that was it. And I'm having fun now. Last night I had a great time. Where were you at? Went to this, uh, the ESPN uh, Bodies Party, which was nice. Bodies Party? You know how they have that the, uh, ESPN Magazine Bodies issue? Yeah. Where they have all the athletes naked and. Yeah, that's a new one. Yeah, so they had a party. I guess the ESPYs is tonight. Um, and then last night they had the party for it. It was great. Great. A lot of bodies? And I brought I brought my friend Brianna Baker who who is uh, she's from Chicago she does improv she um, she almost was the made was the girl who made you know how we're trying to bring a bring a black girl on SNL she was in the last few rounds of that but she didn't make it because I I'm gonna tell you why she didn't make it she was too light skinned yeah man she was too light skinned they couldn't I'm gonna show you what she looked like she would have made it in the 80s but not now she would have made it in the 80s so she's too like they need, they need to go somewhere Shashir is like dark like okay she's black she was you know. And looking for Michael Blackson, black, huh? Yeah, and Shashir is good people because she's uh 
she's really cool. She, she is a really good person, man. So yeah, this chick, Brianna, too light. I said, Brianna, you ain't you funny, but mm -mm, they need to go black, black. So we went, and she's she's like five eleven. She's tall. So with heels, she's like six three. She's like, so what should I wear? I was like, you need to wear heels. You need to be giant up in this place. So she was in there. It was a lot of giants. I love giants. Love them. How tall are you? I'm six three. You that real real tall woman taller than you? Nah, I like I like that. I like that. My ex. I have one for you, Marcela Arguello. She's six foot two, Mexican, uh, Salvadorian girl, she comedian, cute? big afro. She cute. She's cute. She has a big right. mole right here. All right, let me see what she looks like. <laughs> I'm, I'm single. I, you know, you know who I got into it with. All right, I got into it with a Latina comic I, on on Instagram. Which one? She had a show on NBC. This got canceled. ABC. ABC. Yeah. Cristela. Oh my God. I got it. I tried to get her to do the podcast. She didn't respond. And she wouldn't go do somebody's whack-ass podcast. And I just told her today, too. I said at this. I told her, because she just finished doing some radio show I never heard of. And I said, um, we hit you up to do the What's Up, Food podcast. You never responded. So what's up, fool? Mm -hmm. Nothing. She she got mad at me. Ooh, she got mad. She got mad at me. Uh, you heard of this show called Latino USA on uh Yeah, NPR. I've been on it. Maria Hinojosa. Yeah. That's my girl. I did NPR with her then. Yeah, yeah. We did the bad words. Yeah, that's Marina yeah. Hosa. She got a show called Latino USA. It's every weekend. Y'all check that out. It's fun. She's really sweet. So she on her Instagram, and she was she made a post about, hey, I'm sorry that that show got canceled. And you know, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to take responsibility for what I do bad. What I do bad, what Brian Bablon does bad is Brian Bablon gets high and gets on social media sometimes and says things he shouldn't say. My problem is I don't get high and I get to social media early in the morning when I'm sober and angry. Yeah, so maybe <laughs> so I don't know. So maybe we need to mix that up. So sometimes sh I shouldn't say. I say, well, someone posted like, "Hey, that show wasn't that funny. Maybe that's why I got canceled." And I said like a few posts down, like, "Yeah, you know," I was like, as a professional funny person, sometimes writers when you get to network TV. That's why I just said, but I said it in the post. Sometimes writers and the network can fuck something up, and I can let you give it that real funny, you know. And I said it's a lot of people in Chicago. I said I know a lot of cats in Chicago that came in and killed that on the writing tip. I yeah. wasn't talking about acting or stirring. And so I'm thinking like, like ESL. I know a lot of like people who are really funny who came in and killed that. So she came in, Brian Bablon, for someone who thinks he's funny, a professional funny person. You have to say you're professionally funny. She just started going in on me like, whoa, whoa. This Instagram, yeah, just chill. This this Instagram, you gotta be mad at me. Like I was just, just calm down. It's just Instagram, sweetheart. Yeah. And uh, I got out that conversation. She was mad, man. And she probably say, I don't even know who you are. I, I wasn't thinking about it, but I can go back to that post and say, you're pretty mad at me right there. Because <laughs> she's probably. I mean, then I went back and looked at the show. See, see that the silence. It's like, and it's it's like with Mindy Kaling's show. It's like sometimes they can, you know, like was that show representation of of of, of people who of Southeast Indian culture? Yeah. Mindy's show. Hell no. What hospital do you go to? Where's just one Indian girl and a whole bunch of white people and no hospital? Filipinos, no Filipinos, no other Indians. She didn't even have a cousin named Hushna that she kicked it with. It was you and a whole bunch of white people. Hey, sound man, ain't nothing wrong with white people. 
But I'm just saying. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I hate when people say they never gave a show a chance. You were on every week. You got a chance. I'm going to tell you this. Fresh off the boat. Funny as hell. hell. Funny, funny as, as hell. hell. That, that was the comedy of, in my opinion, of the year. Fresh off the boat. Even more than Blackish. And I got Dion's on Blackish. Ian Edwards on Blackish. Blackish was okay, but I know black stuff. I don't know about no Asian people. Really. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, that that show was funny as hell. Because you, you learn new stuff. Like, <clears throat> now you know why some Asians have the perm. Hey. That shit me killed me, bro. The Asian perm episode, I don't laugh Oh, out my loud. God. I was dying, bro. I was screaming in my pillow. When that fool was picking his hair next it's, to his car. Dude. Now you think about every bad guy in the Bruce Lee movie had curly hair. Asian perm? No, success perm. Success perm. <laughs> Success perm? That's man. the shit, man. Like, man. I'm like, nothing against the Alonso show, but I never saw it. Who? But the other the other show, they got canceled. Like, I don't want to see Mexican bread, you know, uh, on a show. Just oh, to, Christian? Yeah, like, you show me Mexican bread. You're not show, you're not showing me. Your, you're just trying to prove you're Mexican. Yeah, or, that was, that sh- I did not like Christian. That, the show was pandering, and I feel Blackish does the same thing, but they have a little too much punch. To for they'll give another chance. I did watch one episode of Blackish, but it was the one with De- um, Dion Cole was in when he was moving up in the office, yeah, like getting promoted or moving. That show was hilarious. And hold on, and I see the thing is with Blackish, the Dion episodes yeah, I like funny. more probably because that's my brother. See, you know I don't know him that well, but I know when I told Lisa, Lisa, that Dion Cole, he's funny on this show. He's funny on the that Dion show. Cole episodes are funny, and him and the daughter. The little girl on Blackish is funny as hell. She's like, she's a secret star of that show to me and, and Dion. Anthony Anderson, he's a nice guy, but I don't, I don't really. Learn Fishborn? Yeah, but see, I, I'm just. Uh, Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> what if I was to tell you that. Yeah, that's the one person I want, I'm talking about. That show was hilarious. That's, that show's funny, man. Like, so, I mean, that show was like, it's just cool. I don't, you know, I, I don't, I think it's just okay. Fresh off the boat, in my opinion, next level of, and it's the Nashka, it's that Indian chick who's running that show, man. She is, I'm telling you, like I'm aggressively going to try to fanboy out and meet her. That's one of my little goals. I'm gonna do that too. She's she telling show man, run my show. She's telling man, she is she because I was trying to like, man, that fresh off, I mean that I uh, don't trust to be in apartment twenty three show. That was her show. That was her show too. I'm like, man, is it still the same? playbook and i went back and realized the reason that chick from uh breaking bad she is such a good asshole because that's nothing but roger the alien yeah same type of asshole you know what i'm saying roger the alien from american dad one of the funniest characters on tv anytime you try to re bring back paul lynn <laughs> what do you mean samantha what that dude hilarious who brings him back, man? He's dead <laughs> from AIDS. You bring him back? Come on. That's hilarious, man. Roger's Alien is hilarious. And that's why I think that show is funny. She is a secret superstar of Hollywood. So you were attacked on Instagram, huh? For a voice and opinion. Uh, opinion. And I, and I was... I wasn't even trying to... I wasn't even going at it like that. And I honestly, I didn't realize that the old girl was in that comment thread either. And I don't think I would have done that. And she got, and I would have been sens- sensitive too if my show got canceled and someone said something like that. I'm like, I would have fired back. So I just said, "Hey, my bad," and I gracefully peaced out. 
she had 22 episodes. You know how Margaret Cho had 19, and she's still a star. Margaret Cho star? I've never even heard. Is Her show had 19 episodes before it was canceled. Christella had 22. And got canceled. And Margaret Cho's show should have gotten a, a more of a chance, but that's back when I think a whole bunch of network people will ruin your show. That, I mean, Margaret Cho's show, show could have been funny, but that's how people can, can ruin a show. Hardcore, in my, in my humble opinion. Have you been in there in a meeting where you're trying to get an idea in and everybody's saying no, but once the main guy says yes, everybody's kissing your ass? Oh, we knew it was funny all along. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I hate that. And the thing is, I'm just, I'm, I happen to be in a lucky situation where everybody who works on Hannibal show, Hannibal show is cool. They love him, huh? They, the network, the network loves him. Everyone who worked with him, you know, he put people around who who were cool. Just Stilson is cool. Uh, Prestot Talk from Chicago, my boy, who who's writing on the show is cool. A lot of uh, Andy Blitz used to work for Conan's funny. Um, it's a lot of funny people in that writing room, and, and no one's ego is. Everyone's still trying to make the product better, and I still think that's the key, and that's why it's funny. And I think it's going it's gonna grow, and then because cable success is weird, you know, like a show that probably didn't kill, but everyone loves is funny. You know, Nathan for you. You ever seen that show? No. You ever seen Nathan for you? Yeah. Nathan Fielder. This is it's Comedy Central. This is he kind of comes off like he has autism, like or Asperger's a little bit. Look at him, Nathan for you, and it's like it's it's a half prank show, half reality show have self-help bogus self-help show right <laughs> and it's like he does borat type of like things <laughs> to people and he's like you got to see it and if anyone see nathan for you man next level funny I'm, i said hannibal you think nathan for you is funny the funniest thing i've ever seen dude like you know well i streamed in my pillow multiple times laughing and i don't do that i don't do that nathan for you and what was the other homework I told people to do? Oh, the hot tub episode. The hot tub episode of American, American Dad. Dad. Yeah, it's called Hot Water. That's uh, and and it's, the hot tub episode is a spoof off of uh, Little Shop of Horrors. So what, what do you do on the what, what is the show called in Comedy Central? It's called Why with Hannibal Burris. It comes on after Key and Peele. That show's funny too. Yep, yep. This comes on after them. Um, we're in the second episode. Air, airs tonight. And we tape on Tuesdays. We gotta get you over to come through, definitely. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we have six more to go. And what do you do on the show? My title, your title, is multi-platform producer. Multi-platform producer. So I'm on sort of a one-man production machine. I can shoot, I can edit. Like I made this. Uh, I was gonna do a test. When we went to Comic Con. I made this. Um, I want to see how fast I can shoot this thing. You shot on your phone? Um, well, I shoot a lot on my phone. I shoot a lot of stuff on my phone, dude. And I, it was this thing where we shot, uh, where I had this Transformer come in and shoot Hannibal, where he's talking smack about the Autobots. So that's a green screen Autobot coming in, Transformer, and shooting that missile. Take out the green. I did that in a car ride. Awesome. You know, you do that in the... So, you know, those kind of tricks, man, you don't need no million people and all that money. That's a, that's a, The game is changing, my friend. So it's, it's a one-man game. So I do that, a lot of social media posts, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff for the show. 
then I send that to New York to the Comedy Central folks, and I have a person I work with at Comedy Central in New York, and she uploads it to the Twitter or the um, <clears throat> Snapchat. They Tristan Snapchat, Snapchat, Snapchat. I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Friendster? When you got your heartbroken, man, was that your first heartbroken? Like the real one? Well, well how he... Nah, nah. Like, what happened? This one, mean, this one... Like, you you start... Well, one little heartbroken, would you just lay on your pillow and th- and just cry? Like well, no, I, I, I had that bit I have now about... Because my whole first chunk of my act now is about this breakup. And it's about I hit rock bottom. Because the thing I'm mad about this one is... It was shorter. I had a 10-year relationship. Then I had this one that was like a year. Wow, and it wasn't changed. So they both... One was just long and crazy. And the last one was like intense. Because I was like, you know, I'm going to try... And the reason I was mad, she going she broke up with me saying, you know, what do you bring to the table? I just, I'm like, what's you saying to me? I'm one of the uh, most hustling motherfuckers I know. You trying to act like I'm some grown ass dude doing open mics and smoking weed on your couch? You know what I'm saying? I do a radio show in the morning, do stuff in the middle of the day, do comedy at night, grinding it. And then um, I was going to estate sales, looking for engagement rings. That's why I was mad. Damn. That's why I was mad. Like, you had me even think, first of all, you had me thinking about it. Thinking about it so much that I actually got into a car and drove to three different estate sales, looked at rings, thought about it, started saving money. Steps. Did he going to come and tell me, bitch? She's like Holly Berry, too. Yeah. She's like Holly Berry. You want to see her? Yeah. She's like Holly Berry. Hannibal will tell you. Yeah, she's like Holly Berry. She'll tell you. And she just broke up with you like that. She, like she's that. not bringing nothing to the table. She probably said, "Man, and then, and this uh, motherfucker's and, thirty-five. You know, I'm you know what she said, Yeah, you a grown man. I'm, like, I, I'm not even open micing." <laughs> and then she, she she said, "Well, I mean, you don't take out the garbage or anything." I'm like, yeah, we're living together. No. Oh, what? I have my own place around the corner. I said, "I don't even live. You didn't even give me. You didn't even give me keys to your place. I have keys to your house." You're finna, you're finna, I'm finna snap, man. Damn, man. So, oh, there. So this. So I'm gonna, so I'm keep, yeah, I'm gonna show you this picture. So, guess who? Guess who's shooting her show right next to us? Who? Over at Paramount. Who is? Holly Berry. Oh yeah. Tell her said hello. Holly Berry. She showed. She's shooting at Extent. Is she tall? The Berry? Nah. Nah. She's she's real. She's real small. My um man, my phone stinks down here. I'm gonna wait. When it loads up, I'm gonna show it to you. You see, she she looks she looked like Halle Berry, man. And it was she got me. Well, the one of the relationship, the year relationship, like like Naked Gun. Then we're sitting in the bar. It was I was I was doing a lot of uncharacteristic things. Like a, a few of my friends saw me at the zoo wearing scarves. <laughs> I met you when I met you at the festival. You were dressed nice, and oh, I said, yeah. "I said, man." And then when I saw you at the radio station, I said, "You were dressed like a guy who didn't want to do the ghetto rooms no more." Oh yeah, he said. So you got, I got to change my appearance to trick these motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it's like I, I, it's like when I'm watching um, Orange is the New Black mm-hmm. and that black girl's tasty. She was going up for parole, and they were fixing up her hair because she had she had like ghetto puffs. And they told her, nah, girl, nah, girl. You got to be look. like the friendly black girl in those white movies. You got you, you to be, like, be like 
Halle Berry. You gotta be like one, like you gotta be friends. You gotta clueless. be like the clueless. Yeah, you gotta be like the black girl on the side. Mm-hmm. So then they dressed her up and made her made her hair all nice, and then she was all jovial at the parole, and she got paroled. She got out of there. You gotta trust me. She look like Halle Berry, man. Yeah, man. Hannibal tell you she got me. And I was looking for rings. So you you were holding balloons with her walking around the park. I don't know balloons, but I was. <laughs> My like my boys, my boy Mike is one of the producers at Wait Wait. He 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 was with his family, and like Babylon. I'm like, damn, hey man. And we both had like gray scarves, and we were walking around the Lincoln Park Zoo. I was on a date. I know people out in the daytime when people saw me and my wife, and I took her when we were dating mm-hmm. our first date. I guess and we were going to this room, and they're still around in in um, Hacienda. Mm-hmm. The sunset room, and then my friend George Perez said, "This motherfucker's holding hands." <laughs> like, oop, boop, boop. All no, first day he's all in love. Look at him holding hands. Caught up, and that for no sleeping outside the whole night. Caught up, man. I, was caught I, up. I totally forgot that he was supposed to spend the night at my house because his, his wife kicked kicked him out, mm-hmm. and I had her in the house. So they was, he slept outside in his car like a soldier. You got to. You got to. When your boy goes down, you got to do that. You know, when I let him back in, he slept in the house for 11 hours. He didn't get up till 7 p.m. His body needed it. His body needed it. So I'm out here now, man. I'm out here single, ready to mingle. I st- I'm still, you know what? I'm st- I'm still cool with her because I, I tried to, like, not be friends. She wouldn't let that happen. Not be friends? I don't understand that. I don't understand when, when women would tell me, like, well, we could just still be friends. What? If I could reminisce all those times you fucking hurt me, bitch, or what? Yeah, I just, I don't know. So, I don't know. I'm, we, 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 um, we cool. But I'm out here in L.A. trying to, trying to make it. Um, and, um, if any, any ladies are single, I'm on, I'm on the tenders. I'm on the hinge. I'm on these social media things. Swiping left, swiping right, trying to see what's up. See what's up, fool. So I see what's up, fool. So no Rodrigo tonight. Give me a yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, man. I'm never they're gonna stay on me the the Nigerian pretty boys. No, oh yeah. Oh, I'm telling you this. I told him that Godfrey. I got into a cab in Chicago, and I'm telling you this happened to me several times. I was in I've been in London Heathrow, and this old lady walked up to me and she started saying some like African name to me, like so like. So, like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, hey, hey, how you doing? Like, I don't know who you are. So then, like, this, I guess her granddaughter, who was, she was cute, too, came up to me. Said, hey, no, you know, Grandma, this is not him. This is, this is not him. This is that. She said, oh, she thinks you are my cousin. Like, you look just like him. She's like, it's, it's like, it's crazy how much you look like him. I'm like, it's food from Nigeria, right? So I'm in Chicago. I get into a cab. And guy says, where you want to go? I was like, hey, I'm going to the Laugh Factory on Broad- Belmont Broadway. So he looks, he looks at me like, what? brother, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Chicago. Are you from Chicago? Are you? Do you live here? Are you from? Are you from Africa? I was like, nah, man, I'm from. I'm born and raised in Chicago. Like, ah. He's like, you from Lagos, man? You look Nigerian. In Nigeria, you'd be a pretty boy. <laughs> I was like, a pretty boy? What's that? He's like, the way you dress, the way you act, man, you'd be a pretty boy. I'm like a pretty boy, huh? Like a you're Zam- a pretty boy. You could tell people you were born in the Ivory Coast. Yeah, Zamunda, Zamunda, <laughs> Prince, like that, that Prince Akeem stuff. But uh, 
I went to Lagos like uh, what is Jesus Christ? Two thousand eight, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It's wild over there, but it's fun. If you go with people who have money in in Nigeria, you kicking it. They wild, wild. My God, they wild. I was at a Nigerian um guy on a on the. I used to work with a lot of Nigerians as security guards, mm-hmm. and they used to always bring their lunch. And of course, I had my Mexican food. And I would look at their food, and I would, t- I would just taste it just to see what it is because I want to taste different foods. He goes, what is that? It's called fufu. Fufu? So what is that? He goes, you have tortilla? We have fufu. So it's like this paste that they're eating with mixture with food. Yeah. So every time I have a Nigerian cab driver, he goes, yeah, man, just take me to a place where I can get some good fufu. Oh, you like fufu, huh? Hey, don't, don't activate <laughs> them. Don't get them started, don't man. Don't get them started about that, man. I can go for some... When I'm in New York, I eat, I get real fat. Like, well, I remember if I'm in New York, I will eat multiple curry goats or multiple curry plates in a in an evening. He goes, that Nigerian guy was playing that uh, that Nigerian game on his oh, phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awali. Oh, this is an app. Yeah. He was playing that on the phone, Awala. And he was teaching me how to play. He goes, you can play with me online if you want. So this is like African word we're friends. Yeah. Where we're friends, man. That's hilarious. That's I. I had. I brought. I think I brought some of those back as a as a as a gift from like you know the tourist gift from yeah. my little sister. That's funny. That's that's hilarious. They have an app for that now. These kids, man. They got everything now, huh? Yeah, they put the stones. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like backgammon. That's what I told him. It's kind of like backgammon a little bit or, or diamond. I don't know, but I remember that game. I got a few of those and gave it to my sister and my and my cousins when I came back. So this is all right. I gotta take a nap. When I went, when I was in Toronto, I got mistaken for Pakistanian a lot. And then the lady, I got the hookups Hell at yeah. the Aladdin bar. The lady goes, um, "Are you from Are you from Pakistan?" I can see and that I said, all day. No, I'm from East LA. Eh? So well, you sound like you're from Pakistan. And I said, uh, "Well." I guess everybody from East LA is from Pakistan then. Dude, then, you know what? When I say A, in East LA, we're well, LA. So it was blending in with Canada. A? East LA? I'm going to be real with you. You need to you need to flex that. You yeah. look super Pakistani. I should go for it. Huh? You look like, honestly, you look my like my boy Ahmad Omar's older brother. My friend. With longer hair. You like You could be like, the Omar Sharif of Arrest in Peace of this whole game. I'm down. Because Omar Sharif, he just passed away last week. But he was doing it big. He was yeah. Egyptian, but before before that, like Dr. Zhivago and all, he was, he was like, when they said tall, dark, and handsome, they was talking Omar Sharif. He's like dark Tony Curtis. Yes. Yeah. They weren't talking, they weren't talking all those, all those uh, Rock Hudsons. And then they were, he was gay, but they were like they were, you know, Rock Hudson talk are handsome, but in ain't my mind, it was motherfucking Omar Sharif, baby, because he was he'll he'll get you in that tent. Yeah, I, I get that a lot. Like you look like you look my friend, you look like from Lebanon with all that hair, dude. You need, dude Moroccan and shit. You could you could probably go over there and like get some like advertising money, like conditioner. Like be a spokesman for some conditioning. That's what I always say to myself. I probably won't get a, if I ever get a sitcom, it'll probably be in Canada because I look Lebanese. Yep. And they'll take me over a Lebanese. Flip it. 
I would you flip to, it. You need to flip that. Easy, because they always try to get diversity. And then you tell people you impl- you're you this guy, Felipe, playing this Pakistani role. But boop, 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 boop. I've been Latino the whole time. That'll blow people's mind. And if you pull it off, and then you be a hero in the Pakistani community, then you come back as an accomplished actor in the Latino community. Yeah, man. Yeah, the guy from New Zealand, the guy you've seen Who? that movie on Once We're Warriors. No. You ever seen um, that movie with um, Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke? Training Day. Yeah. Remember the main gangster in that? And he goes, you ever had your, your shit packed in? <gasps> oh, is he, is, was it when he went back to the house? Yeah, the, with the mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the curly hair, yeah, the yeah. short hair. That guy from New Zealand, he's a Maori. He's never a Mexican. What? He's a Maori. But he's such a great actor that Flipping it. he flipped it. He flipped it to play Mexicans. He played. He plays. He played on Pablo Escobar. Another Dude, movie. Tell your people to put if they do another twenty four. I'm down. I expect to see you as a terrorist. I have to be because I'm a terrorist every time I go to the airport. Dude, you, if you you need to put that on your on your vision board. Terrorist roles. Um, text. You tech know, guy. Tech guy. Uh, hey, I'm the long-haired Pakistani tech guy. And the cab driver, people. Cab driver. You should now, from now on, I don't do any more Latino roles. I only do <laughs> Middle Eastern or Arabs. And fat Sicilians. Sici- that's the darker Italians. Yeah. Yes. Those are all from Naples. Yes. Yes. But you got to, like, really, like, ham up the stereotypes. Like, yeah. T-shirt, chain. I need more chess here, people. Don't take that. You got to take that Dodger stuff off. Because <laughs> I'm seeing East L.A. Every time I see that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Thought about Philadelphia Eagles now. Do you know what you need to do? What? You need to, like, get some headshots made, but just wearing, like, don't ham it up. But, like, you know, like, those, like, sheer shirts, summer shirts with the no-collar shirts that they wear in the Arab community. You know, just, you know, lightly, casually. You know? Kind of a little, the, the shawls of Hollywood. Yes. Yes. It could be that. You know, and you do that, and you know, hey, and just do your initials. You know, the funny one, I did a show with Ahmed Ahmed in, um, in, um, in, Beth, in Bethlehem or Bethel, Maryland somewhere. Oh, yeah. And there was well, a lot of, One is Israel and one is... Yeah. Near DC, yeah, and then uh, <laughs> one of those places, and it was with um, Muslim girls, a lot of them, and some mm-hmm. of them were reporters. And I told this Muslim girl that it was my birthday tomorrow, right? And she looked, if I were, she would have been in Mexico, she looked like she was a Mexican chick. The next day, they all bring me cupcakes. Happy birthday! We know you're not Muslim, but you look like us. Oh, no, can I say, oh, I met this Muslim chick on the social dating sites, very pretty. We met up. And I realize I'm ignorant. Because you know, I'm, I'm honestly, dude, I'm one of the most worldly people. I've been around the world a million times. I kick it. But when I was, she had on the head stuff and we went out, I was like, they're like, oh, damn, I'm a, am I ignorant? Because, you know, it's like when you see it on yeah. TV and you're like, hey, I have those rights. And blah, blah, blah. When it comes to you, I mean, you walking out and people start looking like, oh, what am I an Made me think about myself. 
That has nothing to do with this podcast. I just shared something with you guys. When, when I was flying out of this small town, there was a lot of Muslim women. You know, they, they look like African American women, but some of them were like my, like me, but most of them were like African American features. Uh, so were they were they nation of Islam? No, they were all Muslims. Okay, but they were all together and they were all sad. They were crying. They were sending some girl to Minnesota. I was going to I think I was going to Michigan or somewhere, uh-huh. and she sat next to me. And she had her fucking phone on the whole time we're on the plane, right? And I was thinking to her, this bitch gonna blow up the plane or what? Right. And just said bye to her family because she's gonna die. What? And the whole time I was thinking What's that. Up? So I just started talking to her, are you all right? She goes, yeah, my father dying. I gotta go visit him right now. This and, and that, this and, and then that. And then you feel like an asshole. Yeah, I feel like an asshole. I said, well, you still gotta turn your phone off though. Nah. <laughs> but and she was so lost, you know how to get around Detroit, you know, the airport. So I had to walk her to her gate. Oh, and yeah. I t- so I was real nice to her, but then I tried to shake her hand. Bro, that hand stood there like a ghost. <laughs> I tried to shake her hand, Mm-mm. and she and you know what? She had those henna tattoos all over her arms because mm-hmm. they know, man, that shit better not rub off when you get to your daddy. Yeah. So she was all she had henna all over her, her hands, all over her hands, I guess, that ink. Uh-huh. And I guess when you touch it, it wipes off. And I guess her parents are probably going to check it when she gets home, I guess. That's what they do that for? That's what I'm yeah, thinking. I saw that in The Mummy. Like I saw that in the movie The Mummy. You don't <laughs> trust Hollywood to tell you about the most culture. They're the fucking asshole. <laughs> you know, that's, that stain's good. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something ignorant. Uh, you know, I used to work at United Airlines during 9-11. And uh, bad bad time for America, blah, blah, blah. We get it. We have to, we got to push on and move on. So I got furloughed right after that because they didn't know the company. So they were actually, I think they made a mistake. They had paid me for like at least 10 months not to come to work. And I think I wasn't supposed to get paid, but who cares? I was just flying and kicking it and stuff. So when I got back, my job was to make a training video on safety. So this video they made was pretty much what to happen if 9-11 happened again. I'm like, and I'm thinking like, you know, Osama Bin Laden's not going to do the same fucking thing again. He's not going to have someone rush the cockpit with a whole bunch of Arab guys. It's not going to rush the cockpit again. You know, it's not going to be that type of thing again. So we made a video. It's like over like a half million dollar video on how to secure a plane if someone rushed the cockpit again. I'm like, dude. Even like people today who get scared of like people who are in Arab dress going to the airport, like, do you really think they're gonna pull the exact same thing in outfits again? No, in outfits. They weren't in outfits the first time. They were in outfits the first time. So people get scared of people who who wear, you know, like oh the guy has a turban on. First of all, that's a Sikh idiot. Yeah. First of all, different beef. And the Sikhs were mad, like man, that's not even my shit. That's not even my beef. It's dumb. I'm scared. I'm scared of like um, people from North Dakota, those type of. Have you, have you seen Twenty Four? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm scared of people who white people who who trade who are traitors to America. It's always like white person who gives, you know, the Osama bin Laden, you know, the oh here's the plutonium. I'm just did it for my family. It's that guy I'm scared of. When I was in Boston and there was a white boy by himself in the front row, 
And I was like, man, nobody checked this motherfucker for guns right here. I was that's on the what, stage. That's what you do. I was you on the stage going, because somebody please check this motherfucker for for guns, sitting here by himself, all lonely, plotting shit during my act. Worst town in the world, <laughs> Boston. That's the city I hate the most in America. Why? Every uh, when I was a kid, it started when I was a kid. My mom traveled for work, and she, in the summertime, she would take me to where she would travel for a week or whatever, and she would take me to, like, a summer camp in different towns. So it was, like, Denver, San Fran. She would find some, like, day camp, and she would drop me off there, go to work, and pick me up around 2 or 3, and we would do stuff after. So when we went to Boston, I never, I had known what racist people were. I had never seen people take it to the, to the nitro level. Like, <laughs> I got turbo boost racism for your ass. Like, pfft. Right. <laughs> These kids were off the page. Like, where I was like, hey, man, listen, dude, like, what are you even talking about? Like, monkeys, niggers. And, like, they were just saying, like, yo, you, you, you nigga over there would, you know, they would kind of talk, yeah. not that Boston, like, cardigan, you know, kind of like, what if you queer with your cardigan, your nigga yeah. cardigan or something? Like, I was like, what, what's a nigga cardigan? You know, like, and, like, my, I hate these people. I hate Boston. Boston sucks. The hotel we were at was racist as hell. Ever since then, fuck Boston. Fuck Boston. I went there for. I would have to go there for work. Hated it. I've never been to Boston and had a good time in my life. Boston suck a dick up to you hiccup. <laughs> Boston strong. Didn't care about that. And then I found out. Then I found out that they were booing the Blackhawks when we won the uh, Stanley Cup. Chumps. 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 Boston people are chumps. Yeah, and I, they're, they're, and, I, and I get, I hate that they, I like beautiful Tom Brady. This is something bad about that. Um, my friend who I met with, Russell Peters, um, he plays for the um, Canadians, mm-hmm. the, black, the black hockey player. Yeah, they, they treat him like that shit. Guy, that's the guy. Him and I took a photo. Too. He's a real cool dude. Yeah. He's Trinidadian and black or something else. He's mixed. Yeah, but he, they treat him like shit, yeah. man. Yeah, he's badass, though. Sobo. Sobo. And, and he plays well, man. Boston people are the worst. Ever, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I will. I will do a TED talk on this shit. They are the <laughs> worst thing I've ever seen in my life. One of the worst major cities, and I hate that they win so many championships. I hate that because that that gives them power. Power. I mean, I love beautiful Tom Brady. He's a, he's a model. He, he models for Uggs, and he's married to a model. Right, beautiful man. Right. I feel like if I if he dipped his stuff in chocolate, it would look like me, Tom Brady. <laughs> He'll be a Nigerian prince. <laughs> Beautiful Nigerian Tom Brady you prince. Them. But the rest of that town, the worst. Uh, I, I was I would talk to um, what was his name? Employee number eight blew all his money. That's weed again from Kentucky. Oh wow! Base basketball. Blew all his Antoine money. Walker. Antoine Walker. Antoine Walker. Hated it. You listen to Bill Russell talk about it. He said they were so racist to him. Bill Russell, the man who gave you guys like 10 fucking championships. You write nair on somebody's garage? Yeah. What kind of racism is that? They, and I, I looked at it. They wrote the word uh, nigger so horribly. It was like squiggly lines and not even no passion to it. Like, who writes it like that? No, he was scared oh. writing it. Oh, yeah. On Bill Russell's garage. 
Shit, you would have some Mexican cholo do it, man. He would have had um, he would have laid out white paint, white rag on the floor. So he would ruin the cement. Oh, you know what? Now I think I think what they don't want to see. You see that clip of that uh, Mexican dude who ripped off, ripped down that uh, Confederate flag off that truck. Yeah, that's why people don't want people teaming up. Like you got Donald Trump talking all that smack and his Confederate flag. You don't want people teaming up on people. They don't. They don't want, want people that. to separate. Separate. You know, like this was the first time that somebody has said something about Mexicans and Puerto Ricans got mad. Yeah, see, Donald, he's been the worst for a long time. He owns all of Chicago, huh? No, he owns Skyline. Don't, hell no, he don't know fucking no, Trump Towers. Don't you dare say that. And he don't even own that. And that's what that's what the thing is with that. People don't understand the thing with Donald Trump. He doesn't own shit. He just kind of partners up, and then kind of like the deal is he gets to put his name on things. And like his, Magic Johnson. No, Magic Johnson owns stuff. Oh. Magic Johnson owns things. Magic Johnson is a really good guy, man. He he just did this thing for the One Goal Foundation Chicago where he gets kids, you know, who do well to go to college. I've seen Magic Johnson cut a million-dollar check three times. Wow. Three times. Like, hold on a second. <laughs> three times without a blink, man. He owns stuff. Donald Trump is a loser. And he's one of those people who are rich, who knows how to push money around. Because, you know, once you get down, you can just push money and borrow here, this and that. But you look at his asset wealth, he ain't no billionaire. He ain't even a billionaire. That's all myth and PR. You know, I, I looked up his gross income. It's not even $100 million. No. I he, think Russell Peters has more money than him. It's a lot. Dude, Alesso, the DJ Alesso, those super DJs have more, are making more money and they horrible, like without a. I know, like that guy out Stephen Aoki. That dude is making more money than Donald Trump. Okay, and I hate those those DJs are the worst. Those Coachella DJs, those Vegas DJs, shoot me. Like no DJ should be busting out fire and smoke screens. Man, I I didn't understand about that whole scene. Like I heard, I've been hearing that music. I I don't mean to snob out <laughs> all that. <laughs> All that build up, and I've been hearing that shit since 2000, when I was hanging out in Europe, 2005, right? They were playing all that, and then it got cool, and now it's just the biggest thing. Like, all those guys now are, like, multimillionaires going to Vegas and shutting it down. That music's the worst. I didn't know. I went to Coachella in, in April. Didn't even understand how big this shit was. Big, huh? Where I should have cut. I went that first night where it was Ghostface, then Alabama Shakes. Great. My favorite band, Tame Impala, murdered it, killed it. After that, ACDC, shut it down. I'm not even the ACDC. They shut it down. Dude. They were amazing, dude. I was like, got it. Should have went home. They got, no, let's go see Alesso. He's amazing. I almost want to, I just wanted to kill myself. Just lights, light smoke, this fire. And it was just optimistic young white people hooks. Like, we're going to make it. Everything is okay. Every song has some type of young, it's all good hook to make you feel good that you're doing drugs with your friends at that certain time. That's every hook in those songs. Because everything is okay. Everything that good, good, good vibrations. See, that's, see, that's where, that's where <laughs> if they just stop there, I'm okay with that. This other crap, the worst. And then... That second night, that second night was the weekend, and then he brought Kanye out. Killed it. Killed it. And then that last night was a drizzy. 
that Drake. I'm sorry. Drake got me through that breakup. <laughs> no, I get all his memes now. I get, dude, I'm going to tell you something. I, honestly, I'm going to be real with you. And I'm saying it on, on What's Up, Fool. Brian Babylon got through that tough breakup through a young man from Canada. I say that in my comedy. A Canadian rapper from Canada got me through my breakup. Light-skinned man from Canada. Light-skinned it. Jewish. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I will admit it. That's funny, man. Our parents, they, they got through it with um, Marvin Gaye, really? Vicente Fernandez, you, Drake. Drake. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you where it was. I was in What the, song? I'm going to tell you right now the story. How About Now? There's a song called How About Now? And it was when, I, how about now, girl? How about now? <laughs> And it's like a Jodeci sample in there. So he puts on some Jodeci in there. Like I was like, ooh. So I was in New York City, and I just saw my ex, that Halle Berry lookalike, posted something where I think she was doing something with a dude or something. I was like, ugh. And then I'm in New York, and this is during the New York Comedy Festival. And this is right when Hannibal and I had Bill Cosby shut, was like on blast. So he let me open up for him at the New York Comedy Festival. I'm like, you know, good luck. Pack Times Square Town Hall, like two thousand people. You know, I stayed at a hotel in New York. You know, I ain't gonna say with my friend. I'm stay at a hotel, do this big. Got myself a SUV Uber. You know, I'm gonna go to New York, do it big. This Drake song came on, and it starts off with a ratchet argument with him and this chick. And it's all about how he did this, and how about now I'm blade, I'm doing my thing. I'm like, yes, Drake. How about now, bitch? Look at me. I'm gonna go to New York. I'm gonna crush this set. Right? Crush did a great job. I even did good. 15 minutes kill. Got off after the show. I was talking to him. I was like, man, thanks, man. Thanks for letting me get on, dude. It was great. I said, hey, man, I heard this Drake song that got me fired up, dude. It was crazy, man. It was like, you know, I just saw some shit Jessica posted. He's like, you talking about how about now? I'm like, yeah. You heard that song? Dude. That shit is motivational. I don't care how successful you are. (laughs) should still get petty with chicks. And sometimes you need Drake to get you through. I'm like, Hannibal, yes, dude. And ever since then, I've been a Drizzy fan. Because the songs is real about haters, about people don't understand your swag, but how you got to do you and how you got to win every fucking game. Drake. The Drake. Drake. Do right and kill everything. Drake, it's an acronym. I think. D, do, R, right, always, A, kill, K, everything, E, Drake. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, fool? We got Brian Babylon, people. You want to tell the guests where you're going to be at next and what's your future, what's going to happen, if we can follow you, Twitter, Instagram? Yeah, follow me at Brian Babylon. Please don't edit out that jersey part. <laughs> I know, I know. It's easy to hate, but you're gonna bump into something in your life. You're gonna find yourself on serious radio, and then songs come on. You're not gonna know what song it is. It's gonna be one song that speaks to you that gets you in the Drake rabbit hole, and then you're gonna be there. So, first of all, first and foremost, please watch Why with Hannah Burris on Wednesdays on Comedy Central. We need that to be a success, or I'll be back in Chicago a failure. Okay. Number two, my mom was at the Laugh Factory. Here in Hollywood. Um, I'm there tomorrow, Friday, 
whatever. I'm there on the weekends usually at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. And follow me at Twitter at Brian Babylon or on Instagram at Brian Babylon. I'm on the Periscopes now, so you get an in on the Periscopes. I had a, I had a, finally had a good one. Yeah, where people got in, start talking and stuff. That was fun. I could. Because, you know, we did one with Hannibal on the way back from Santa Barbara. I was, I was watching that one. It was dark. It was dark as hell. two black <laughs> motherfuckers. I was like, I see his teeth. Yeah. And they gave a rapping or something Yeah, it just got it crazy. But it, like 500 people. Like, yeah. damn, man, this is fun. So I'm trying to get my Periscope game popping. But they had to support comedy, man. Support Felipe. It's all one big family trying to, you know, fight lame stuff that comes out of Hollywood. We like the Crusaders. I like your 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 motivation to move up ahead, man. You have a lot of drive in you. I got, got you. Do you. It like you really you see you you work hard. Like from the moment you got here, you haven't stopped working. I also like that you swooped on that stage at the Carol One Hundred One, <laughs> motherfucker, man. I saw you do that. I said, Why did I do that? Just got in. You went up there like the you went up there. You sat on the chair, yeah. and all of a sudden you were next. Boom! All right, hey, gotta go. I like that. Yeah, I said, I said, Jamie, I got to go. Okay, Babylon, I'm, I'm going to get you up there right now. And now. I talked to Babylon. He goes, he's a producer. Who's a producer? He goes, him. Okay, all right. He just swooped on your ass. In there. In there. It's a Chicago hustle, man. man and I, I like that. You just went over there and you sat on there. Bryce next. He just got here. Then I saw fucking Tom Dreesen's punk ass sitting right after you did. This motherfucker sit right there. He's another Chicago dude. Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a... Hey. Southside Chicago. You in Southside white people, Chicago? You they real. So what's up, fool? Upcoming shows August sixth through the 9th. I'll be at the Addison Improv. August fourteen and fifteen. Wise Guys, West Valley City, Utah. August twenty to the twenty third. Bray Improv. August twenty eighth. I'll be at the Harris Resort with that fan and Jimmy Schubert. August 20th, 23rd. I'll be at the Brea Improv, people. Are you in town August 20th, 23rd? July? It's an hour away. August. August. I should be. I should be. I'm, I'm here. I'm, not, I'm right. not going back. Nice White Sox hat, by the way. Custom, baby. What's up, fool? Give me a yeah, man. What's up, fool? Yeah, man. Thank you for being here, Brian. I love it. Isaac Hayes, thank you for sh- yeah. being here for five minutes, ten minutes, filling in for Rodrigo Wait, Torres. what's his name? Isaac. But I call him Isaac yeah, Hayes. Yeah, man. Oh. No, the first time I saw him, his name was Isaac. I never met a, had a friend named Isaac, so I said, Isaac Hayes. Then his, my wife told him that I named him Isaac because I love Isaac Hayes. That's a, a smooth brother. Smooth brother. So what's up, fool? Thank you very much, man, man love for it, doing man. this on yeah. our podcast. I love it, man. Peace out. <laughs>